say good evening to you, and we'll make a start to the midweek. Hopefully a few others will join us presently. We'll sing together 673 from Greenland's icy mountains, from India's coral strand, where Africa's sunny fountains roll down their golden sand, from many an ancient river, from many a palmy plain, they call us to deliver their land from error's chain. missionary meeting tonight and of course Uganda is in mind particularly and the school there Jonathan will come shortly to tell us a little bit about it and to show the DVD presentation but we want to see the gospel going forth to the nations of the world spreading the great news of Christ from pole to pole and we think of the one who is the lamb for sinners slain as he's called in this him, the Redeemer, the King, the Creator, 
and praise God he's coming back again. But we want to spread the gospel before that day and we rejoice that the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, Jesus said, right until the end of time. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we have a meeting place with God, a place that we can resort to at all times, a throne that is set up in glory, a throne of grace and mercy. The veil of the temple was rent in twain, signifying the access that we have right into the presence of God, into the holiest of all. And as Jesus himself entered there with his own blood, we come pleading the same blood of Christ. We come pleading his name, his merit, and rejoicing in the reality that we have an audience with the king just now. We can come to his presence. We can appear before him. We can unburden our hearts and talk to our Father which is in heaven. And so, Lord, we, we do so at the commencement of our midweek service. We approach thee. We call upon your name that blessing might attend this time together, that our eyes will be opened even that little bit more to the great work that Christ has called us to, the work of the commission, the great commission. And, Lord, we pray that we will get a vision and a a real burden in our hearts tonight for the work in Uganda. We thank you for the gospel going forth to the various nations of the world. And we thank you for the privilege that is ours to have a little part in that missionaries that have been raised up and sent forth, other missionaries that are in preparation to go. And we think of Rachel here tonight and David too, deputation services that are being held and we thank you for knowing that it's already gone at the call of God to the land that will be represented here tonight, and particularly the ministry of the school. Thank you for that day when the school commenced in its infant form with just a handful of pupils. And over the years, God blessed it, and he brought a, a people together, and he brought children in. And we remember well when the mission board was asked to take it over and the visits to that place and meeting the, the people of that community, meeting the children of the school. And Lord, we thank you that your blessing has been upon this ministry. And you've met the needs in a most remarkable way, needs for the school, needs for the missionaries. We thank you for buildings. We thank you for accommodation. We thank you for sponsorship. We thank you for facilities. And Lord, looking back over these years now, all that has been accomplished, we want to give God the glory tonight and praise him, his great name, for all that has been accomplished under God. We pray for Jonathan as he comes to speak to us and to show the DVD presentation. Lord, we ask you to sit with us and bless us, open our eyes to see the great work that is being done and to be able to pray for that work for the children of the school, for the teachers, the staff, for our sister Noring, especially as she oversees that ministry and the missionaries that are there and the missionaries that are going. Father, we thank you for the open doors that God opens that no man can shut. And this certainly has been one of that kind. Lord, dwell with us now. We are very conscious that there are folks not with us tonight. 
Some of them, it's illness and sickness. They're laid aside. We're thinking very especially of Lydia, commencing her treatment tomorrow, that that will be with her and bring her through it to the glory of God. And Ryan, too, give them grace in the families, the Story family and the Moore family, grace to help in their time of need. Remember all the others that are in need of the Lord's touch, that have had challenges in their health. Lord, we commit them to your grace tonight. Hear and answer prayer, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 682, another missionary hymn, Heart the Voice of Jesus Crying. Who will go and work today? Fields are white and harvest waiting. Who will bear the sheaves away? Let's stand to sing. Um.
Once again, we welcome you to the House of God tonight, to the midweek service, and to this special meeting. It's a deputation meeting for Emmanuel Christian School. We want to remind our young people that Greg is speaking on a very interesting subject tomorrow night at youth, and that is understanding Islam. We trust that all our young people will be there. It's the presbytery for our elders in Macrofelt tomorrow night. Saturday morning, the open air in the centre of the town at 11 o'clock. Can I mention um, an invitation to a special opening in Lisburn? This is the best that I could get, the sharpest picture that I could get off the internet. Um, but Lisburn is opening their new church annex on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And anyone wanting to go there, you'll be made most welcome. I know that. On the Lord's Day, we meet for prayer at 8 o'clock. Sunday school's at 10.30. The Bible class at a quarter to 11. And I'll be preaching, God willing, on the Sabbath morning at 12 noon. And family night is at 7 when Margaret Cameron will be coming to give her testimony. Please make it known. Supper will be served. And ladies, we need you to help out with the eatables. Next Wednesday night in the will of God... Elaine Johnson will be giving her testimony at the Hebron Ladies Fellowship and Anita Shears will be singing. So invite your friends. That meeting is at 8 o'clock. The ordination and installation service of Jonathan Story will be on Friday the 8th of March in the Martyrs Memorial. Some have inquired about transport and if you need transport to the ordination service, please put your name on the list provided. That's just at the door. It's here tonight. Put your name on it so that we can make sure that transport uh, is adequate for that night. We'd ask to mention a mission that starts on Sunday week in Coleraine. Reverend William McRae is the evangelist, and the meetings will be from the 10th to the 24th. If you've got a free night uh, during that time, you're not involved in your own church uh, meetings or other pressing matters that are on, go and support the mission. We'd like to support the missions that other churches are having. There's also a meeting organized by the Historical Society, and that is the annual St. Patrick's Day Lecture. It will take place on Friday the 15th of March in Dungannon. And it is Land of the Giants, 2,000 years of Irish Christianity. Reverend Peter McIntyre is the speaker. I'm going to sing before we hand it over to Jonathan and sing 678. We have heard the joyful sound Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around Jesus saves. Where the news to every land climb the steeps and cross the waves. Onward tis our Lord's command and the great theme is Jesus saves.
delighted to have one of the members of the mission board tonight, also an elder of this church. And so we welcome Jonathan McCauley. And we're going to ask him now to just come and say what's in his heart. Tell us a little bit about what he's representing tonight, Emmanuel Christian School. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, it is a privilege to be here, um, my own home congregation representing the mission board. I, I go around some different churches, but it's lovely to be here. Uh, and I know this is a real missionary-minded church uh, because I belong to it. And uh, we're coming tonight to bring before you the needs of Emmanuel Christian School. And of course, you all know that her sister Noreen uh, heads up that work as far as being the principal of that school. What I want to do tonight is just turn to God's word for a sh very short time, just pass on a few comments. Um, somebody said in the way in, there's the preacher. But no, I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to leave with you some thoughts. Um, if we turn in Proverbs chapter 22, verse uh, 6. I'm just going to read one verse for the sake of time. Proverbs chapter 22 and, the very si and verse 6. Very familiar verse. And as you're turning to that, um, I think it's special because I'm here tonight in my own home congregation, but it's also a very exciting time in the work in Uganda. And I think you'll see that and you'll be enthused by it even as you listen to the, to the video and as you hear uh, what God is doing there. Of course, you know that David and Rachel are going out and uh, the Reverend Cascaden is already out there. The Lord's really doing a work and it's something that we should be thankful for and we should praise his precious name. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. And although this text is usually used in the context of families, it's also very applicable for what we're talking about tonight. Because there in the land of Uganda, there has been a breakdown of the family unit. And so the burden of responsibility uh, for those working at the school there increases. Um, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 says, And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And sadly, in around the area where, the, where that Emmanuel Christian school is, uh, many fathers are missing from the home. And so there is uh, an onus on the, the team there within that school to make up the gap of the father and train up the children and the way that they should go. I just want to have a few wee thoughts, simple thoughts, on those first two, based around those first two words, train up, um, train up. I want to ask three simple questions. Who is to be trained up? How are they to be trained up? And why is this important? The first thing is, who is to be trained up? Well, that's very evident because the verse tells us who is to be trained up. It's, it's very clear that it's children. And that uh, word train up actually means in the original that they'll be trained up from their infancy, from their wee tiny babies. Although we maybe don't have the opportunity of doing that at the school, from a very early age they are uh, instructed and trained in God's word. And what a privilege that is. And with the grace and help of God, that's what uh, each one of that team headed up in Noreen does every day. That's a real privilege for those children to have that opportunity. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 
6 and 7 says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And that's very true of what happens in that wee school every day. Jesus said in that well-known verse in Matthew 19 and 14, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And you those, that verse commands that other scriptures back this, support this and back up this principle. But we see this in everyday life, training something in the way and the shape you'd want it to go. My wife and I have a common interest. We have a whole lot of common interests. But we love old, going to visit old historic buildings and old mansions. And sometimes in the gardens of those old houses, you'll see a wee private hedge and it's been trained around a wire frame. Sometimes you'll see one half, half grown up, and you'll see them they'll, they'll train. You'll see the frame, and you'll see them training that wee private hedge around that frame. And gradually, with a lot of uh, hard work and patience and dedication, the, the plant ends up looking like a peacock or a lion or whatever the frame has been shaped in. And you know, I think that's an illustration of what Noreen and the team of teachers are doing in that wee school even at this time with God's salvation and teaching and training they can become something very beautiful for him and you know I just ask you to pray for those wee boys and girls some of them with very deprived backgrounds that they would uh, that God would train them up and bring and shape them and bring them first of all to save in faith in him and then be useful to his him and his service so Train up a child in the way he should go, um, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So the next thing I want to ask is, how? How are they to be trained up? And that's very plainly taught here, train up a child in the way he should go, in the way he should go. And you know, there's two aspects of the training and, and the way they go I'm going to look at tonight. I'm sure there's more if there was more educated men here, but... I believe that there's two simple thoughts here. Training up and the way they should go and death and in eternity. The most precious thing that these children have in Emmanuel is their soul. And this verse, it speaks of the way he should go. And it's talking about God's way. It's not talking about any other way. It's talking about God's way. And in John 14 and 6, it says there, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And you know, these wee boys and girls, they need to know the plan of salvation. They need to know that they need to come in simple faith to the Savior, just like the boys and girls in Balamone. And you know, many of the boys and girls uh, in that area where the school sits, the, 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 wee different, the wee villages out around it, they come from Catholic backgrounds, they come from Muslim backgrounds, and some of them come from so-called Christian backgrounds, but Many of those are charismatic and they're very confused about what they actually believe. You know, the children are daily and faithfully pointed to Christ, the only way. Train up a child and or train up a child in the way he should go. God's way. And you know, it says in Acts four and verse twelve, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And every day 
they, that team instills these truths into these darkened wee souls. Training them up in the way they should go. This is a spiritual way we've talked about, and by far the most important. But I believe there's another way that we should train them up. We should train them up in the way they should go for life. Some of these children don't really know um, a lot. They've been brought up in a very sometimes deprived way. And you know, for spiritual growth, children need an education. It's very difficult to read the Bible and to learn more of Christ if you can't read. And to study to show themselves approved, they need to be able to read God's word. And this happens every day. And of course, the school gets excellent exam results. I think uh, Mr. Park alluded to that the other, the other day whenever he was talking about just bringing us up to date in the school. And you know, they learn the importance not only of of schoolwork and education, which is important, but mixed in with that, they learn the importance of daily devotion and prayer. They, they're taught good Bible teaching and doctrine. And then they're taught practical matters that shape their lives. They're taught about the importance of morals, of kindness, of how you should treat other children. They're taught about hygiene, first aid, simple things that they need to know. And you know, I believe all these things are important to shape these young boys and girls in the way that God would want them to behave. Another aspect of the work that will be touched on tonight is uh, trying to help not only the boys and girls, but also to help the families to be able to be self-sufficient. And we give a small uh, financial package to be able to help them to grow crops. We pick out the, the most deprived families and we help help them to be able to grow their own crops and then they can sell the crops, they can use some of them for eating and then gradually, bit by bit, they're able to buy the next round of crops and that's, that's great to see and it lies close to my heart from a business point of view. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 says whatsoever thy hand find to do do it with thy might. We want to encourage that work ethic as well as all those other things and these children. We just pray that God will bless this particular work. This, it's called the OVC. It's a government-sponsored uh, scheme. Uh, and it'll give young men the desire to become farmers, businessmen, and have a good work ethic to be able to support the work of God. And that's the main thing in their community. And lastly, and very quickly, we want to look at why it's important. Why is it important to train up a child in the way he should go? And that's underscored here at the end of the verse because it says, train up a child and the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ecclesiastes 11 and 1 says, cast thy bread upon the waters and thou shalt find it after many days. And every day we're casting the bread upon the waters. We're teaching the boys and girls the truth and the hope that they'll be saved and they'll come to Christ and that they'll live for God and the many years ahead. And you know what a joy it would be to look back after many years of service and Noreen has been so faithful over all those years to see young men coming into the ministry, elders, deacons, uh, Sunday school teachers, all coming from the principle that we have trained a child in the way he should go. And so I just ask you to keep continuing to pray that God will uh, develop these young people, that he will... Um, Bless them and he'll honour and glorify his precious name through this, uh, this work. And just finally, we want to turn uh, to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. 
And it brings it down, it brings it close to home, because we've been talking about all about what they're doing, but what are we doing? And it says there, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You might say, well, that's a verse for the missionary. That's a verse for the mission board. That's a, a, a verse for the Ugandan subcommittee that I sit on. Or you might say, it's for, it's for ministers out there. It's for, it's for teachers. But no, because we've got a part. Because you see, this work is not about the mission. It's not just about the missionaries. It's not just about the mission board. It's not just about subcommittees. Or it's not about any of the structures around this work. This is the Lord's work. There's nobody else's work is, but it's the Lord's work. And so, if it's the Lord's work and we're God's children, then it's our work. And so we have a responsibility in not being weary and well-doing. And whatever way we can see fit to support this work, we should support it. And I will talk a wee bit more. I'm going to bring some prayer requests and just bring wee updates. It's maybe not covered in the video after the video is shown. And we'll talk a wee bit more about that, about what we can do. Uh, personally, what we can do. Everybody can't do the same thing. But there's two main things that we need to do. We need to pray and we need to give. And we need to encourage. And it's great to be able to encourage our sister over there and the Lord. So I just pray the Lord will bless these thoughts to our hearts and just continue to pray earnestly for Noreen and for the team out there. And the fact that they are out there faithfully answering the command that we see in this verse and Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, there in that mission station in Uganda. At the very centre of the flag of Uganda is the national bird, which is the grey-crowned crane. If you look closely at the crane, you will see that it has its left leg raised. Those who designed the flag deliberately depicted the bird in that way because they wanted everyone to know that Uganda is a progressive nation and that as a country they are going forward. And that is very relevant for us because the Lord's work here at the Emmanuel Mission Station in Uganda is also going forward. And in this video, we want to tell you about the progress that is being made. Uganda is a beautiful country which sits on the equator and borders Lake Victoria. The Emmanuel Mission Station is located in the countryside, 70 miles south of the capital city of Kampala. The church and school service 
the two nearby villages of Nasalu and Chambala, and the little houses dotted all along the roadway in the district. The population of the country is almost 50 million and still growing significantly. As you travel around, you will immediately be struck by the large numbers of children and young people. In fact, the average age of the population is 15 years, one of the lowest in the world. The Uganda government is very supportive of the work of missionaries and those who are focused on supporting the development of education in the country. So the door is open to allow us to set up and develop both the church and the school. We pray that such a position will continue in the future. Our primary objective is to see a strong church developed in the area and is therefore a great answer to prayer that the Reverend Kerskadden has been called to serve the Lord in pastoring the Emmanuel Church. He and his family have settled into life and work at the mission station and the Reverend Kerskadden has produced a development programme for the church to see the membership established and grown and support the development of office bearers and leaders for the future. We're also encouraged by the call of God to Dave McCauley and his family to join the team and to focus on the outreach activities in the surrounding area with a desire to see souls saved and further churches planted. The church work is very busy with the Lord's Day services, Sunday schools, prison outreach, fellowship meetings, prayer meetings and Bible study, and open-air outreach in the nearby villages. The children's work is very active, with meetings at the Emmanuel Church and in the villages as well. During the main school holidays, two vacation Bible schools are also held to bring the gospel to children in the local area. As a result of the response to one of these vacation Bible schools, an outreach Sunday school now runs in the Chimbala 2 area with a weekly attendance of between 70 to 90 children. We now hold an annual pastors conference at the Emmanuel Church with approximately 60 pastors in attendance. To support this key work within the church, we have invested in new equipment and facilities to ensure that we are able to support the work and workers as things develop. We have invested in a new vehicle which is safe and reliable for our workers. We have redeveloped the missionary accommodation in the mission station to provide a safe and comfortable setting for our workers to live. Rooms have been refurbished, kitchens installed and more recently hot water has been provided. The other key area of development recently was the production of gospel literature in the local language of Luganda. We have now produced the Mission Board's children's tracts, Dr. Alan Kearns's greatly used booklet at New Beginning, and adult tracts entitled Stop Trying to Save Yourself and What the Quran Says About Jesus Christ. We have also produced a shortened version in Luganda of the paper pulpit and a bilingual invitation to the Emmanuel Church to give out during local outreach. All of this literature has been printed locally and shipped to Uganda, along with 
a large quantity of John's Gospels in Luganda and Gospel tracts in English, all supplied by every home crusade. This literature is a great help to our missionaries in their outreach program in the local area. Pray that we will know much help as we plan to further expand the translated literature in the years ahead. The Emmanuel Christian School was started locally in 2004 with just 16 children and the mission board was first invited to take over the running of the school 10 years ago in 2014. Currently there are over 500 children enrolled at the school with about 130 in nursery, just over 300 in primary and 80 young people in secondary. It has been a long journey to obtain our license and then registration for the three school levels, a process which we repeat every five years. We thank God for successful applications thus far and pray that we would be able to maintain that position. The church and school operate under the Free Presbyterian Mission Society Africa, which is a registered NGO in Uganda. It was an answer to prayer to gain this status, which enables us to operate all of our activities in the country. Please pray that we would retain this position in the future. The school is managed and overseen by Miss Noreen McAfee, who has many years of experience in Christian education, both at home and in Kenya and now Uganda. Miss McAfee has a great responsibility overseeing all three departments of the school and the work of our nearly 40 members of staff. So at Emmanuel we do follow the uh, national curriculum in Uganda. Uh, so at primary level that involves mathematics, English, science and social studies which really covers geography, history and some religious education. Uh, secondary is the full range of subjects similar to what we would have in the United Kingdom. We do have the nursery department, we have the primary department and then we also have a small secondary section. So there's plenty to be done. So a typical day at school starts quite early. Uh, assembly is at 7.30 so everybody needs to be on site before that. Then classes start at 8 and run all the way through until 4. We have a little bit of cleaning from 4 to 4.30 and then the afternoon assembly again at 4.30 until 5. This is broken up during the day of course with a number of breaks. We have a, a mid-morning break when everybody gets some porridge uh, to keep them going until lunchtime. Uh, lunchtime then we have the school lunch and the feeding programme. Um, the children usually get maize and beans or uh, some meat maybe on Tuesdays, a bit of fruit on Fridays, uh, just to give some variety and some extra nutrition. We find that many of the children come to school maybe when they've had little breakfast or little food. That makes them tired and doesn't help the concentration. So certainly whenever we, we give them some food at school, it helps them in class, it helps them to concentrate, gives them some energy to get them through the day.
On Saturdays we have morning lessons, uh, we have boarders so we have to keep them occupied and it also gives the teachers some extra time to cover the curriculum and maybe do some revision with them as well. So Saturday morning uh, the older children from P4 upwards would come in for morning classes and then also Saturday they have some extra free time for games and sports and also to do their cleaning and their chores and their washing and all the little activities that they need to get fitted in uh, when living on site. The children in boarding are mostly the candidate classes, those who are preparing for exams so that they get the maximum opportunity uh, to prepare. But we also have others who are from a distance and it wouldn't really be feasible for them uh, to travel to school every day. So we're happy to have them with us in the boarding section too. The majority of our children are from needy homes uh, who wouldn't really be able to pay school fees or certainly the full amount of school fees for them to learn here at Emmanuel. We have a social work department and the social worker goes out to assess every family and to bring back a report on their current situation and their needs. And then from that report we work out what help they need with the fees and also if they need help with other things like uh, their scholastic materials, their boarding requirements and then through the generous giving of the people at home we are able to supply those things for the young people. So for learning materials we have things like exercise books, pens, pencils, geometrical sets, uh, all the things that they need to learn and for those who are in boarding very basic things like soap, toothpaste, toilet paper, uh, all the things you need to live uh, away from home. With the increasing numbers in the school we have had to add uh, to the staffing so we do have a, a good number of qualified registered trained teachers and we thank the Lord for that. We also have appointed a head teacher for the primary and a head teacher for the secondary. That was something we needed to do to get the licenses and registration in place and then we're very thankful that we have a school management committee and board of governors who oversee the whole work. We also of course have support staff who help us on the ground, we couldn't manage without them. So it's a very, very much a team effort and uh, we thank God for all the people that he has given to us. We are truly grateful to the people uh, who support us. We know without them, without their prayers, without their giving, uh, without their sacrifice, the school here at Emmanuel wouldn't be able to run. And so we do acknowledge that. We want to encourage you to keep on remembering us in prayer and to keep on with that support and also we're thankful to those who come over to assist us from time to time and we pray that God would bless all of you in an abundant way. The school has grown significantly over the past few years and that growth has been experienced in all departments of the school, in the nursery, in the primary and in the secondary. Over the past few years we have been able to develop and improve the facilities at the school. We have provided fresh water from the borehole. We have installed mains electric and improved the lighting and pathways. We have built new toilet and shower facilities for staff and pupils. We have developed a library. We have built office accommodation for the head teachers and principal. We have developed secondary school classroom facilities. We have upgraded the kitchen for the increased pupil numbers and we have provided leisure facilities 
on the school grounds. All of this work has been made possible by the generous support of our friends at home. Some have gone out to work at the site. Others have provided the necessary financial support. To all who have helped, we thank you sincerely. The big challenge in Uganda generally, and in the country areas specifically, is the low levels of financial income. There are about 600 families in the area around the Emmanuel School, and a very few can afford to pay fees for education. We therefore run an official Ugandan government programme called Orphans and Vulnerable Children, or OVC for short. We identify the 10 families in greatest need in the community and provide them with seed, fertiliser, basic equipment and some training to help them grow a number of crops so that they can be more independent in the support of their family and in providing for the school fees. Community support is a vital element of our work in the school and we seek at every opportunity to build connections and garner support. The civic leaders from the local community are on our school board of management and board of governors and we host community events to invite the parents of school children to attend for special services. We have also invested in providing two community boreholes to help improve the water supply to the families of the school children. As we have developed our programmes over the years, we felt that it would be good to help the top students who leave the school after both primary and secondary level by offering them the opportunity for further education and training support. We therefore run an apprenticeship programme where each year five young people are carefully selected and given financial help to serve their time at such trades as mechanicking and dressmaking. We also provide a bursary to the top two students who have completed their O-levels to allow them to go on to do their A-levels or a vocational course, whichever they prefer. A few of these young people have chosen to do the nursing and midwifery course. As we continue that work in Uganda, you may be asking, how can I help? Let me stress that we need your help as we seek to continue this great ministry into the future. First and foremost, we need your prayer support. Please pray for our missionaries and staff and all that goes on at both the Emmanuel Church and School. Also pray for me as the chairman of the Ugandan Oversight Subcommittee and all the members of that committee who give so much of their time to labour along with the board to advance the Lord's work in Uganda. Prayer cards are available. Please take one to remind you to pray for the work at Emmanuel. Secondly, you can support. As new missionaries are called to Uganda, we have the responsibility to provide the necessary support functions. To that end, we plan to develop the adjacent land and build a new housing complex with one house initially for the Macaulays and a second one 
for the Kerskadon family in due course. We also need to purchase an additional vehicle to accommodate the growth of the mission team. We leave these two priorities before you for your consideration as the Lord leads. It takes over £2,000 per week to keep the Emmanuel School running. Therefore, we also earnestly appeal for your financial support. Gifts can be given through offerings at deputation meetings. Also, gifts can be sent directly to our Mission Board office. Flyers have been printed with all the details of where to send your donation. In addition, gifts can now be given by using the Donate button on the Mission Board website. One vital way that you can help to support the work of the school is through our child sponsorship programme. It costs £140 per year to sponsor one child. Many individuals, churches, Sunday schools, children's meetings, youth fellowships, ladies' meetings and even businesses are sponsoring children at Emmanuel. This sponsorship makes a massive difference to the lives of the children. An annual sponsorship newsletter and video is sent to all our sponsors to bring them updates of how their support has benefited the children. You could also consider supporting the bursary or apprenticeship scheme. The support apprenticeship costs approximately £530 per child per year and the bursary costs approximately £650 per child per year. As we look to the future, we have a great vision to see every area of the work expanded and developed. Because of your support, much has been done for the Lord in Uganda. The witness of a church is being maintained and developed. A whole community is being evangelized and educated. Gospel literature has been printed. Facilities have been improved. The community has been supported. But much more remains to be done. Therefore, in closing, as you consider the work at Emmanuel, let me exhort you all in the words of the Saviour to lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. closer to your heart. Can I thank you for your uh, faithful giving to, and I know this church does give faithfully to the ministry at Emmanuel, and um, I hope this video has encouraged you 
to keep doing that. And if maybe there's some here that haven't supported it, they would like to do so, well then, we've seen the different ways that that, that can be done. We'll talk about that in a wee minute. I suppose it's good maybe to clarify that this deputation is mainly, although there's been other aspects of the work in Uganda highlighted, the main uh, idea of this video is to raise funds and to put the work before you uh, for prayerful consideration of Emmanuel Christian School. And the reason for that is the mission board has to raise all the funds. We don't get any other support. Every penny has to come uh, to go to that school, to run that school uh, from the mission board. And that's the reason why there's a deputation meeting. Maybe some of you wonder why there's a deputation meeting for the Emmanuel Christian School and then there will be a separate one for the missionaries. And that's the reason, because all the needs of the running of that school um, are separate and, and distinct from um, the needs that we have to meet for the missionaries. And David and Rachel will come to another deputation meeting. Reverend Park has arranged that later on. Uh, so that, that's to try and make a wee bit clear just about, the, although there'll be some of the needs already raised here, about them, them going over. This is this deputation is for ECS. Miss Noreen McAfee sends her greetings to you, and she also wishes to express sincere thanks uh, to the congregation here for her generous support. And we just ask you to continue to pray for Noreen. She is a very talented, humble, uh, hard-working lady, and I think that's I think we all know that. Uh, but just continue. She needs your prayers. She carries a heavy burden. See, five hundred children. There's a lot to do there. Uh, pray for the Criscadden family as well. Um, it's nearly nine months now since they have been uh, in Uganda. It's hard to believe that. And they've settled really well. Uh, and this is a positive, real positive answer to prayer uh, that the Criscaddens are now there. And they have been settled. They have received their work visas and their dependency uh, passes for the children. So that's all done and dusted. So it's nice to know that they're all that's all done. They are actually coming home, just to keep you up to date, they're coming home in mid-March for a few weeks' holidays over the Easter period. And then pray, of course, for our own David and Rachel. And for me, it's very, very encouraging being, them being a family member, but also just being a, being a member of the church here and, and seeing them, uh, David grow up and, and uh, feel a call of God and his heart to go to Uganda. And I just, pray, just ask you to pray for David and Rachel and for the kids uh, as a big step and just pray and also support them. Support them financially, support them in your prayers as well. And then just pray for the Emmanuel Church. I know this, I'm deviating away from my from the main th uh, thrust that this is for the school, but the church obviously is very, very connected to that, that school. And so the children of the school, our idea is that they, their parents would come into the church and the church would, would grow and there's been a real encouragement there since the Reverend Cascadens uh, went to that land. And his ministry, be, ministry is really being used and blessed. And there's a number of new people attending the services. Souls have been saved through the various meetings and outreaches, uh, and including the prison, their, their prison services as, as well. And uh, the Sunday school at the Emmanuel Church is very well attended. And the current attendance is 130. So that's really... Uh, a blessing from the Lord. Um, a work team has visited Emmanuel over Easter. It's led by uh, Mr. Kyle Wenlock from Macrofelt and Reverend Graham Lucas. And I think you saw some pictures. They've done a, a lot of work. And there's another team planned, I think, probably around June time to go out and do 
further work, they're installing a generator and there's a lot of other work that's going to go on, uh, even around the preparation for the houses. A um, few other things just to, to bring you up to date. The Outreach Sunday School has been very encouraging. As already as been said in the, the video there, that uh, that was commenced in the Kambala 2 area and it was held in a wee garage uh, just beside a house. And there was between 70 and 90 children at that children's meetings. And uh, out of that has grown now a Sunday school. And just pray for that wee work. Pray that uh, God will bless that there's 65 children already attending that Sunday school just from a standing start. It's amazing the opportunities that are there. Um, secondary school, last year we obtained a license to operate our, Sunday sc our, our secondary school. And this was a real answer to prayer and the first step and getting full registration for the secondary school. Uh, and as part of that, we had to employ uh, more teachers. We had to do some work to our facilities. We have now applied for secondary school registration, and we're hoping that that's going to be approved very soon. Part of that uh, application uh, was that you had to do some work to our, our science labs, and that's, that's currently being done. And just pray that, that this uh, approval of this application will go through. And then just to highlight, the, it's really been uh, talked about in the video, but the sponsorship program is something that I believe is a great way of supporting the work over there, and especially what we're here to do tonight, to just highlight the needs of that, of the work in the school. And it's... It has had to be increased just because of the cost of it uh, over the years, cost of increase in food and everything, everything else. It's about like over here, the, the prices of things are going up. So it is, it's just £140. £140 keeps a child in the school. So we just ask you to consider that prayerfully in your heart. If you could possibly support uh, a child, that would make a big, big difference. And it's already been discussed or already been uh, relayed in the video that you will get a newsletter and you'll be kept up to date with the children there. There is prayer cards and there's flyers at the back of the, the, the room. There's prayer cards and on that wee prayer card there's a, there's a slip where you can donate. Um, it's already been, been expressed. You can, you can do that now on, on the internet, which is very handy as well. Um, and then there's a wee sponsorship flyer. So the wee prayer card is like this, the normal format. There's another wee uh, flyer that just as a sort of a, a different version of what the prayer card is. And then the sponsor, the sponsor sheet is this one here. So there's all three sitting down at the back. So if you, if you want to take one, there should be one for everybody. Um, and I suppose to finish up, we want to pray for the children. We want to take them upon our hearts, pray for, pray for them if you can. Remember to pray for them every day and uh, that God would uh, just reach into their wee hearts and Draw them on to himself and save them by his, by his grace. Thank you. Well, Jonathan, thank you. That was enlightening. And uh, we want to support this school. It's got a very special place in our hearts, as you know. I can remember when the Reverend Kelly approached the mission board to see if we would take it on. There was a lot of discussion and we sent out two men at the time. We sent out the Reverend McMillan and George McConnell, and they were like the two spies going into the land of Canaan that brought back a good report. And that good report led to 
uh, Eric Graham and myself going out and I went out to do video work in those days and Eric went out to look at the buildings and the rest is history. So we have our sister Noreen that's there now. She has been there since 2017. We have our sister Rachel and David going out and we have Jonathan who's on the mission board and part of the Uganda subcommittee. So this work is very, very close to the hearts of you and I here in Balamani. Now we're going to sing a hymn, a children's hymn, uh, because this is a children's work that we've been thinking about tonight. And then I have a few comments I want to pass on quickly uh, before we get down to prayer. Around the throne of God in heaven, thousands of children stand. Uganda a number of times. We have thousands of photographs and we have hundreds and hundreds of videos. So I'm just going to show 50% of them tonight. All right. Um, but 
if I was to home in on one visit, it must be 2019. And that was pre-COVID, whenever the group from the church went out. And we do have a little bit of sound to this one, Samuel. So this is how we were greeted uh, on arrival. That was our luggage. And then just to be part of the work during that time, and I'm just going to go quickly through a few uh, photographs with you. One of the church services on the Lord's Day, the children gathering into the assemblies, taking a walk as we always like to do down to the swamp. That's where you used to get the water. And the children, you remember, carried the water on their shoulders or in their arms in jerry cans or on their heads. That was very popular. But we like to go down there just to remind ourselves that's where the water came from. And then, of course, the VBS did various activities with the the children, and uh, we visited next door. Remember the photograph I showed of the lady who just had a baby there, whose husband died very suddenly recently, and Sam and Elaine, Naomi will remember, Naomi, a few years ago, so she's a lot shorter then, and uh, she gave up some of her clothes for this family right next door to the school. And we were very glad to see that the, the play park that was really, it was built from Balamuni uh, people, members of my family, members of the church, the group that went out to do this, and is still getting good use after all these years. And just a few photographs of some of the individuals that were there and the wee ones that uh, became so precious to us. But that was the time when God moved in a way that I've never seen before. And this was a usual thing children coming and saying, we want to be saved. And that started after an assembly one day and a teacher came to me and said, some of my class have expressed the desire to come to know the Lord. And so we, we tried to identify the children, but there were so many hands went up. We, we got them to put their hands down again and we explained. Uh, some of you say you want to be saved um, and we explained what that was all about. Put your hand up about you. And all these hands went up and we were a little bit surprised, confused. And so we decided we would just remove them from the rest of the assembly. And we brought them down to a different classroom. And we went through again the whole thing about salvation, what it is to be a child of God. And they all indicated, yes, we want to come to know the Lord. And we explained it again, just in case they were were just not getting it. And all those children professed faith. I can't remember the number, maybe 38. And then over the course of the next wee while. There were 75 children all together uh, that professed faith. We went down for a few days, the Reverend Brown and I, to do um, a pastor's conference with Pastor Joel. And this was the site where, where we taught the Word of God. And because the Lord was working back in Emmanuel, we asked, could we have the opportunity just to have a time at the end of the conference with the children? 
And so we took the opportunity to preach the gospel to them. And the pastor came to me and he said, you know, there's, there's two children want to be saved. And there was his little daughter and another girl. And so we went over under a tree away from everyone else. But as we went over there and started to talk to these two, there was a, a group of children gathered around and they were listening to what it is to become a Christian and to be saved. And whenever we bowed in prayer and the two children prayed, I, I was very conscious that there were a whole lot of children praying. And then we discovered afterwards there was another 25 there that professed faith in Christ. So it was just a special time. Never happened before, never happened after. Yes, we've seen children saved, a few here, a few there, but that was a special visit in 2019. And then the last gathering when we got the children in after the VBS with the parents, and I think there was something like 500 packed into the school assembly. And that can be very tiring, you know? You know, that can be very tiring. And uh, that's, that's what happens whenever you go on a VBS. Uh, very often the leaders get, just get a little bit tired. I'm not sure what Noring was doing here, but she's got a pair of shoes and a pair of trousers. I don't think they're mine, and they certainly were not hers, but she's bringing them on, on this board to someone. You know, whenever you show a photograph and somebody, somebody doesn't want the photograph to be shown, and they say, I'm going to kill you when you get home. <laughs> so I'm going to show one of those photographs, and, and that was this one here. So we were given gifts of uh, Ugandan dress, uh, the Reverend Brown and I, this is for you and this is for your wives. And uh, we, well, we did put them on when we got home. And uh, if I had a thought, we should have worn them tonight because this is a Ugandan <laughs> meeting. But there, there you go. The last slide is what we showed you last Sunday, baby Jaden. And we want, or the second last slide. And we just want you to remember this lady next door to the church, to the school, and uh, no husband now and is really struggling. And we want you to pray for Nakato, who received those very severe burns. Just a few other things to show you tonight. I want to say thank you to those who uh, rose to the appeal for the Deborah House project. A couple of things needed to be done. We thank you in the Lord's name. The second pallet arrived, and this was some of the, the items that were being given out to the Roma community. And then there's another little project that was done for the land of Spain. And I'm just going to show you this. Some of you have been to Spain. You've been to Cartagena Nuevas. You'll remember Jose Antonio, who is wheelchair-bound. And in, in the old days, Lyle would have lifted him into the van physically and lifted him out. But Macaulay Engineering did something wonderful, and they sent out this here. So... church there, uh, Macaulay Engineering, for that very, very kind gift that enables this man to get in and out of the, the church bus. We want you to continue to pray for Israel, uh, the ongoing war there that the Lord will intervene, and the land of Ukraine, very, very especially, 
Uh, we were just saying on Sunday, it was two years last Saturday since the war began. And just today, news is coming through. Things have really heightened up and the war is getting worse. And uh, villages, towns are being taken over by the Russian army. And we got this from Donald today. The Russians dropped a, a Fab 500 aerial bomb on the center of Kupiansk. I'm not too sure the pronunciation of that, but uh, it destroyed an evangelical church, residential buildings, and a cafe. As a result of the attack, two civilians were killed and five more were injured. A search operation is currently underway, so the final number of victims may be higher. One of the dead is the pastor of the Church of Jesus Christ, Yuri uh, Klimko, who at the time of the attack was in the church. According to news, the prayer meeting of the church ended half an hour before the Russian attack at the same time of the explosion as well. Uh, there, the pastor's wife was also in the church. She was miraculously unharmed. Pastor Yuri and his team helped the military for many years, served as guardians and helped the families of ATO participants. He survived the Russian occupation, served the local community a lot, spread the Christian faith and was an active evangelist. In two weeks, Yuri Klimko was supposed to be the speaker at the forum, The Good News in Conditions of War. Founder of the Christian Open Academy, this is what uh, this gentleman wrote about him, about his death. In Kubiansk, Pastor Yuri Klimko was killed by Russian shelling on the territory of the church. We were supposed to meet him in two weeks. Please pray for his family and church. Brothers and sisters, and this is again from Donald, I received a message from uh, Natasha, Pastor Pavel's daughter. The authorities in Kiev have informed Pastor Pavel that it would be wise to move the residents of the House of Hope to the west of Ukraine. There's a very serious threat on Kharkov at the moment. Pavel and, Rus and Russian are driving around, sorry, Ruslan are driving around the west of Ukraine looking for places where they can put up to 300 residents. That includes church members also. We need lots of prayer that the Lord will keep them safe. So moving the house of hope, these, these old people, these disabled people, is going to be a massive, massive task. And they're trying to find accommodation for 300 people in a safe place. We want you to continue to pray for Lydia. Lydia begins her chemotherapy tomorrow, and many of you are aware about that and are praying for her. Uh, Derek McLaughlin is very ill. Uh, remember Derek. Andrew McConaughey, young Andrew, is recovering from surgery. Tracy Moffat is re recovering from a surgical procedure. And Mrs. Olive Young, that's Elaine Johnson's mother, we want you to pray for her because tonight she's very low as well. Uh, so these are folks to especially remember, and we, we think of the, uh, the list that is always there, and we, we remember these folk as often as we can, thinking of Brother Ernie Monteith as well in these days of battle with his health. I want to say we've got answered prayer. Teaching staff has been provided for our Christian school until the end of June, so thank you for those that were remembering the school before the Lord 
And tonight is the night we pray for missionary work and revival. To those that are listening in tonight on the internet, at this stage we say goodnight to you. And we thank you sincerely for joining with us. And now here in Hebron we come to our time of prayer. So 